The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark. All right, dude. Mommy shark do 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 mommy shark do. Are we going to leave now? I hope so. Jesus. I just like how you were just barely introduced to the nightmare that is Baby Shark, and I've been dealing with that shit for a year and a half. I, goddamn, I have respect for you, because that shit is hell. (laughs) The the version I know goes, Baby Shark, do-do-do-do. Welcome to the Big Shiny Podcast. I'm going to unplug this shit. Why are you Mr. John. Sitting to my left. It speeds up. Sitting to his left. It's the R&B version. He knows the porn groove version of Baby Shark. This is the... Can you unplug it? Ah, just turn it off. The, the worst intro yet. Mm. Mm. Tom, why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I've been in a weird headspace for like two months, and it's not going away. <laughs> oh yeah? Did you fuck a ghost until you came in your sheets? That's a weird headspace. <laughs> that is a weird headspace. I've not been in that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I want to talk about Anthem. I want to know what Anthem is. Yeah. Exactly. Tom, can you give us the rundown on Anthem? So Anthem was announced at E3, I believe, two years ago. Um, it is, is that a good Charlotte song? It is, actually. Yeah. This is the Anthem. Throw all your hands up. Yeah! <laughs> Baby shark. Dude, dude. Sorry. Um, so Tom, I'm going to ask you to cut your own microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so it's... Uh, it, Bioware and EA. Bioware and EA. Bioware is owned by EA, so that's what happens. Oh, okay. um, they're making the game. And it looks like, to me, a combination of like Gears of War slash Mech Warrior slash um, Destiny, right? It's got online, persi- it's persistently online multiplayer. John is trying to like low key smoke right now. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, persistent online multiplayer. Um, the voice chat integration looks seamless, and the the demo they showed looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. And that's really pretty much all I've really seen about it or know so about. We haven't it. heard haven't, any plot. No plot ideals. They haven't it come out pretty soon. Uh, next month, March, March no, like fifteenth no, or something. February. Is it February? Yeah. I thought it was February. Yeah, it's Holy fuck. Up. February twenty third, twenty fourth. Because Luke, like Luke texted me the other day. And he's like, "Hey, we're thinking about me and Mike, his brother. Who yeah, we game but with. No, like, no, you got a PlayStation now. Come yeah, get it, play it on PlayStation. Yeah, but my brother bought me a nice gift card. He's like, "Hey, I'd like to play games with you more. Oh, okay. So unless I buy him a PlayStation, is it? Here's a question. We need to look into this too. And it's not, is if it's going to be cross compatible with not, PC. It's not. Because PC, if you buy the game on Xbox One, you generally can play it on PC as well now. It sounds like right now, according to whoever's directing the production, the set is, we are currently not supporting that. Okay. So not saying that it's not going to happen, but hmm. at launch it will not be supported. So that, I mean, that to me is already like a negative in its field, right? Like, I get it, like not a lot of games are doing that, but to me that's a big negative. My biggest Agreed. fear about this game, and I have a lot of it, is that, well, first of all, it's not Street Fighter. But like, that's a huge problem for any game in my world. But it's also that it has a very real chance of just being third-person Destiny, and that's just not enough for me at this point. Destiny did everything I expected it to do, mm-hmm. and I give no fucks about it now. And so if this is just a prettier third-person version of Destiny, I'm not in. I want a new, unique experience. I want them to... But Iron Man suits. Yeah, right. But I want it beyond that, right? Like I want them to give me new mechanics and new ideas. I want them to try some stuff. Like I want Bioware 
to do cool ass Bioware shit in a persistent online. So world. Well, not Bioware. About, I want like, to have some more story. Yeah, like mechs. And, I'm thinking of Titanfall. Like, is it there like you that? go? Yeah, kind of like Watch mini. Trailer. You mini are mechs. literally in an Iron Man. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the I mean that sounds more cool. And you can. And then one of the big things is you can completely customize it. So it's not you get the different gear and log. Right. Like Destiny, you get to buy and change all the different helmets. And, and I'm guessing like that's going to be the stuff in. out in the world, it looks like. That's probably the in-app purchase kind of stuff. So you, right. you best believe I'm going to be rocking that red and gold. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, it, it did... and if you're playing with me online, I'm going to refer to you strictly as Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it has a lot of potential. I just, I feel like... And this could just be my own perspective towards gaming right now, but I feel like a lot of the new, cool, creative ideas are getting left behind. And especially big companies like EA, even more so now, are really taking safe bets on building a non-creative mechanic with loot boxes. And I don't want that. Like, loot boxes are fine. I don't have a big problem with them, except for they're basically gambling, targeting children. But that's another thing. But I, I do have an issue is if that's like 80 to 85% of your game mechanic. Right. Then I have an issue with it. Which was Destiny. Which was Destiny, right? So my, <clears throat> sorry. Um, and, no, you're good. That's that's my thought. Oh, and so my trepidation is like, I'd love to get back online and play with you and Mike and stuff like that. Right. What I grew tired of with Destiny and when we kind of cut ties with that crew anyway, mm-hmm. is like the scheduling time to go do vaults and raids raids and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit in order to get good gear to continue playing the game i ain't got time for that anymore right. like i want a game where like we can hop on and play mm-hmm. but like there aren't ridiculously hard things that you have to throw together like a crew of six and you all have to be working like flawlessly in tandem like i just I my appetite want, like, for that is just down the fucking toilet yeah. i'm with you i went like a halo reach jump in play some multiplayer matches something yeah. fun maybe do some little simple co-op play right. yeah like, story co-op, mode. like i'm all about co-op play and the story mode and I'm with i you. i love that shit but like i want to be able to pl- to jump on and play with you or you and mike or mike and mm-hmm. it's not like well we're having fun but there's certain shit that we can't do because we need three more people to go do this thing over so, here. And it's just never going to In a very happen. specific order. So, yeah. It has to be researched. I don't want to do that anymore. See, and I want, I want both. I want the best. I want to have my cake and eat it too, right? Like I want that depth there because if it's a game that I decide to throw my time into, I want to be the person that's out there in these barren, massive, vast wastelands or jungles exploring stuff and picking up special loot. But when you guys are like, hey, we're going to quickly go run this dungeon or this instance, I would love the ability to just queue up and run a thing. Um, right. But my, my thing, and I, I want that too. What I'm saying is like the crew size either needs to be smaller mm, yeah, because yeah, that yeah. was like the my big hang up with Destiny. Like trying to find like because i'm not gonna go out there and make fucking friends with a bunch of I immature randos for four yeah it's they're they're capping the groups at four okay which i think fine. is pretty reasonable like, um and they do have a seamless and intelligent matchmaking system um so tell us what we do know because we so, we don't know a lot so we but we we do know some things i'm on the uh it's just my crotchety view of like i don't i don't want right. to get on there and have to be with people and so play together it has four, <laughs> you want to play like it's a fucking you have, job four, yeah you have four different javelin classes you have a ranger um which is more precision and damage so a dps class you have a colossus which is like a heavy that's more of a tank you've got an the interceptor which yeah. is again kind of more of a roguelike um and then you've got Storm, which is like a almost like a mage, right? Yeah. Distance damage, electrical stuff. 
Um, it looks super fun. There's progression. There's super cool characters. They definitely have a deep world and story, which I'm excited for. Um, I mean, I'm very much on board. There's just certain aspects of Destiny that just... I mean, I never even picked up Destiny 2. Yeah, because so much, of, so much of that game became dependent on you having five other people to play with at all times. Well, and the frustrating thing, too, with Destiny is you and I would grind to stick up with whatever the current gear was so we yep. could keep playing these raids, but then someone that hadn't played for six months could hop on and do the same amount of work in two weeks as soon as they did a cap update. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, what? And, and that was the other thing, too, for? is like the grinding thing. Like, so, and again, this is just my personal... You know, Rebecca grinding. Spark and zipper. Well, yeah, 90s bar mitzvah. Calm down. Go back and to everybody Etsy. Everybody rubbing <laughs> knees on um, the When I was playing Destiny, it was like good timing for me to invest that kind of time into Destiny. I didn't have any kids at the time. Uh, Tiff was actually pregnant and she was very tired during her pregnancy. So she'd go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> so then I just had fucking run of the house, you know, for four hours and mm-hmm. I could get on there and play. But like, I just, I don't. There's not time for that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't so, want to have to, I mean, so, I don't mind a so little else... grinding, especially if it's fun. Shut up, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm busy playing my horse prince. That's so what fair. else do we know, Tom? So, I mean, customization is definitely going deep, right? They're taking the materials customization pretty far, so you can adjust, like, the metallic uh, functionality of them, so how, like, reflective they are. That's right. Um, you can change the texture maps out, which is pretty cool. Um, and all they say about acquiring it is that most of these, will, not all of them will be available at start, and you'll be able to get them while out in the world. So whether they're going to be, like, drops, whether there's going to be, like, a loot box system, they haven't really... From what I can see, I I don't see. Yeah, it. and so I wonder. Adds. I wonder if they're gonna do like, are they gonna do microtransactions for a lot of the good stuff? Well, I, what they've announced is this game is supposed to last like a decade. Like this yeah. is right. something they foresee as an ongoing too. thing. So that's where I think it's gonna have more in-app purchases. Yeah, or even I mean, they could also just do like expandable content that you buy. I I, I just I'm just not sure where they're coming from. I feel like they're showing off stuff without talking about like specifically how that stuff will be required, right? They just say, like, you'll be able to get it while adventuring out in the world, which is a very broad and totally open thing. Um, everything else about the game, to me, looks dope as hell. It looks like a lot of um, fun. I just... Yeah. I have a couple concerns. Yeah. Uh, Tyson's voiced a few of them, and then I will... If it's going to be a and a big open world thing, I hope the story is deeper than Destiny, because we didn't get shit. Yeah. It's without, true. without having to go online and... And, read about it. I don't want to fucking yeah. read. Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing about Destiny Two is the raids. I felt were really non-dynamic, and what I mean by that is like every raid had a specific mechanic that had to be perfectly executed by your team, and that's how you got through it. Which is cool. Like I don't mind learning raids, but there was like no creativity, no expression. Right. There was even if you had like a soup, like even if you were way too high level for the raid, if you fucked up a mechanic, you're out. And like yeah. that wasn't fun for me because it was like cool. So I'm literally gonna do these three things, and if I fuck up one of these three things i'm out or if somebody else is high or drunk and they're not doing it correctly we're gonna die like i didn't like that what about like hey i want to be super creative and do cool shit in this game and make the mechanics work like they were just so like locked into their step yeah i agree it, it just I totally agree it wasn't it took the fun away well right? and they were they were super lengthy yep like two hours to run a raid yep. And the drop system was fucking garbage. Right. Like, it, there was no recognition of shit you already have. Yep. <clears throat> well, and that, that's fine for me, to be honest. I think 
Because, like, most games don't recognize shit you already have. Like, that's a standard RPG mechanic, right? Okay, and that, and that's fair. But, like, even then, even that being said, like, the drop system was just, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it even if you got, like, okay, this is the best thing that you can get for doing this raid. Even if you got it, it's kind of like, well, fuck, man. I just spent two hours. And, like, yeah. the group we were rolling with, like, we'd have to wait for one of the guys. Like, he'd have to go take a fucking smoke break after every stage of the... Yeah. Yeah. And it just turned into, like, this lengthy... Because like, you couldn't... There was no... Because it was a two-hour thing, there was no yeah. coming back to it. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was too much didn't. of a... It was too much of a commitment for not a lot of return. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I think they could do... They could just do better. And I have a high hopes for Anthem. I really do. Um, so I'm probably going to buy it day one. So tell me what you think of it. When does it come out? Um, February something. I want to say 15th. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, let's revisit this then in a couple podcasts and see uh, if February we have a ball. February 22nd. Yeah, the 11th is uh, the new Far Cry, Far Cry 5. Far Cry. Far Cry. Far Cry. Far Cry. New Far Cry 5. Yeah, so Far Cry 5 ended with a... Uh, so it's far post-apocalyptic, and this is just taking place like mm. ten years later. Okay. Nice, um, same, same math. So yeah, February twenty second. It. I'm excited. Honestly, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but I'm actually more excited about Mortal Kombat eleven than anything. So yeah, you what was all that excited announcement about new Mortal Kombat? It was the best looking game reveal I've ever yeah. seen in a fighting game. Let's hear about it. Did you watch it too, John? I don't. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I haven't played Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat two. But um, it made me. I thought about getting it. So I thought about so it. So the thing about <laughs> Mortal Kombat that was kind of rough is like, I mean, there's there's still a lot of challenges competitively they need to meet. Like, are they actually going to support the game in a competitive manner? Not patch the game the day before a tournament, shit like that. But um, also maybe not bring in weird external characters. Um, but it, the biggest thing for Mortal Kombat for a lot of people was like it looked like hyper realistic, but it still looked kind of unnatural. Like the animations didn't seem to flow as well. Stuff was kind of weird. That's actually kind of like the more I played Injustice 2, the more I felt that way too. Like the, the animations just seemed like they were too fast. Mm. And the world was also really dark, which was kind of like a detractor. Mortal Kombat 11 looked fucking gorgeous. It was the best looking thing I've seen. And it ran like butter. Mm. Um, they did a reveal stream um, with Ed Moon and his whole team. They had pros playing it. And they kind of announced some of the characters, right? So you're going to get a Scorpion. You're going to get a Sub-Zero. You're getting Baraka. Um, you're getting Scarlet from Mortal Kombat 9. Uh, she's like a blood sorcerer, sorceress. Hmm. Um, it looks fucking cool. They have a new mechanic. It's kind of a revenge mechanic, but it's the meter base. Someone's stomach is raging. Um, so Green the smoothie, guys. <laughs> got the fear, yeah. Um, so we're a revenge mechanic? Yeah, so it's a pretty common thing in fighting games. So like in Street Fighter, that's like the critical art or the like ultra. Basically, it's... The more damage you take, this meter builds, and it's a very heavy damaging combo that you only have to hit once, and then it'll do the rest for you. It's so like hmm. a super art. So like with Ryu, he has Denjin Hadouken, or so kind of to get you back in the match. Yeah, it's, exactly. If you hit it, like it'll help even the life lead out, right? Or you can use it as a kill, like to finish people off in like desperate situations if you get like a comp confirm into it. So they have that, and it, from what I understood, it's a one use per match. And it's kind of like the X-ray moves, but it's called something different. It's called like a visceral attack or something. Hmm. The other thing that's interesting is they're introducing multiple bars. So um, they have meter bars, right? And in, in Mortal Kombat 9, 10, there was just one meter. And when your meter was full, you could use the X-ray move. But you could also burn meter to extend combos. Hmm. Well, this one, they're doing a defensive meter and an offensive meter. So you'll 
burn offensive meter to extend combos, and mm. you'll burn defensive meter to maybe break combos. Mm. Um, another thing that made it re- I'm really interested in is they have um, just frame defense. Uh, so a just frame means you have to hit it on the exact frame. So if you block a hit exactly on the exact frame it lands, it does like a guard break where it'll blow the move back and kind of stop their offense, stop their pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really oh. cool, kind of like the combo breaker mechanic. Um, but instead of on hit, it's on block. So um, they're leaning Gil- into a lot of these important fighting game. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat's always had like cool fighting game mechanics and good neutral, but this is kind of going deeper, right? Like uh, Guilty Gear, I think has a just guard mechanic. One of the Guilty Gears. Um, and I can't remember, there's a couple SNK games that have it as well. But that's a really cool mechanic. Third Street Fighter, Third Strike had kind of that version where if you tapped forward exactly the second it hit, you parried. So it's kind of that same idea. Like, they're rewarding technical acumen and reads for, you know, blowing their pressure back and resetting neutral, which I thought was cool. And the new fatalities look fucking brutal. Like, Baraka rips their face off and then, like, rips the top half of their skull off and then stabs his spikes through and pulls the brain out and, like, takes a big old bite out of it. That's pretty gross. Um, That's pretty gross. I can't remember who it was. They punch a hole through someone's chest and their heart's like hanging down and they just like rip it out. It just looks, it's like. Looks like Mortal Kombat. Top tier Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 What's the release date for? Um, End of the year. I have to look that up Oh, damn. I didn't realize it was that far. There's a a beta in March. Like they're moving really fast. That sounds super cool. Um, So obviously this is something you'll be introducing at at your uh, fighting tournaments the last Thursday. Holy fuck, this game comes out April 23rd. (laughs) Oh, so shit. it comes out in like three months. So wait, two more things yeah. I want to talk about on this podcast. The show that you introduced me to, the Tyson and you've been burning through this, Letter Kenny. I, uh, we went all over the fucking map I, on this episode. This episode is all over the map, yeah. but I would I knew you wanted to talk about that last time and we didn't spend much time. Did you guys want to talk about Letter Kenny at all? When did you, like how long have you been watching? Um, The first, I don't know. There's YouTube episodes like two years ago. It's been in, on like airing in Canada for a long time, and then it all popped up on Hulu last year sometime, and then they just added seasons three through six. Yep. Oh wow! So there's six seasons thus far. They're, they're short. They're like five or six episodes. It's six to eight. Yeah. There's like yeah. one that's like seven episodes. Yeah. They're six. super short, hmm. half hour. That's just, fun. Like I watched the watch. first one, the first episode. It was really funny. And that's they're all just super quick. A lot of slang, a lot of ridiculous bullshit. Gotta so what's like the subtitles. basic premise as far as like who are the characters or what's it's, the basic? Well, the premise is Letterkenny has a population of 5,000 people and these are their problems. Oh, gotcha. It's like a small, <laughs> small Ontario like farming town and there's the Hicks who are like the main people, the Skids. The D-Gens. Uh, and the D-Gens and the, and the hockey players. The upcountries. The first episode honestly felt kind of like Trailer Park Boys with a Kevin Smith slant. As far as the dialogue was a lot faster and quick and more clever. Yeah, it's uh I don't even know how to fucking describe it. Like it's it's just fucking hilarious. Like the whole episodes or every episode is just they're so fast, they keep you entertained, they keep you laughing, like from the beginning, cold open, all the way through the end. Like it's just it takes you it, it took me about a season to catch on to the dialogue it takes a while cause, and it switches up like the hicks talk one way the hockey players talk in just 100 percent hockey slang <laughs> like i was i was texting nick like i have no idea what these guys are fucking saying <laughs> <laughs> and all the skids are just like doing drugs like snorting meth. shit and talking about doing meth and are just like garbage you hate the fuck out of them but you enjoy watching them yeah <laughs> love to hate better them. than foobar 
You're the greatest thing that has ever come out of Canada. You need to download that. Never you even need to heard watch of it. That. It yeah, is I never heard great. Of it. it is like a fake documentary about two hockey players slash metalheads in Canada. That it sounds is, wonderful. It <laughs> sounds right up your alley. So great. They made a sequel, not as good, but Fubar, worth watching. So to kind of give you like so the very first episode, uh so the main characters that it focuses around is uh Wayne, uh Derry, Squirrely Dan, and Katie. And uh uh, Wayne finds out that there's like four people in town that have been going around saying that they're the toughest people in Letterkenny. And that's not okay. Cause Wayne is the toughest guy in Letterkenny. <laughs> and Wayne is like this guy with a heart of gold that can beat the shit out of anybody if he needs to. And like, they never talk about it, but I'm sure he's, he's like some form of autistic. <laughs> like, he's, so it's the guy that writes it all. And he's just super fucking weird. His yeah. dry delivery. Yeah. His dry delivery is, is great. But, um, so he starts, call like he calls these guys up and pretty much tells them to meet him on his drive. So, but not to come onto the the farm property, just meet him out front. He goes out there. They beat the shit out. Well, he beats the shit out of them and then like walks up to him and just like holds his hands hand out, shakes hands. And he just runs through all four guys to prove that he is the toughest guy in letter candy to get his title back. Cause they've been going around talking shit. And, but it's, I don't know, man, it's just, it's hilarious. Like the care, the four main characters are just fucking hilarious. And like the, the thing is, is like there, it's one of those towns where, uh, like one episodes, uh, Katie is Wayne's sister and, uh, someone calls her a skank. Mm-hmm. So, which she is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but it's the, the principle of the thing. And so the only thing to do is, well, Wayne's going to go just beat the shit out of him because that's, that's what happens if you call his sister a skank. <laughs> so he goes there. Well, it turns out that uh, it was these girls that called her a skank. So he like stands up. He's like, which one of you called my sister a skank? And the two girls step forward like we did. And he's like, ooh, nothing I can do about this one. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, they send out, like, these guys. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, just fucking watch it. If you like Trailer Park Boys, if you, like, and it's not on the same vein. But, like, if you enjoy, like, Canadian television within kind of that vein, like, Canadian humor, Mm -hmm. um, this is, like, a deeper dive into it, I think. Because it gets way more into, like, Canadian culture, hockey culture. Um, uh, Canadian hit culture, so it's awesome. Awesome, Mr. John. Would you, would you like to wrap up this episode with a little corner with John? Yeah, what I'm leaving like the about? country for the first time since <laughs> 2002. And it sounds like you're going to Italy, most likely. <laughs> yeah. How do you Which feel is, about that? It's fine. I don't really care. You know, like I got this heartburn where I can't really eat tomatoes, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Other but more there. importantly, is can't you just up your omeprazole? The last time I left the country was the most shameful and also funny thing that I kind of forgotten about until we started planning this trip. My girlfriend's like, "When's the last time you left?" I was like, "Oh my god, I went on this cruise when I was a sophomore in college with a friend." Oh my god. Two college guys on a cruise ship. Uh-oh. Strap in. Fake IDs. <laughs> so I have my passport where I'm John Witevsky, 19 years old, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which the boat clearly has, but then I check in as John Witevsky from Newark, New Jersey, who's 22 <laughs> years old. And I 
think they realized it, right? And they basically told the bartenders, like, you need to water their drinks down. Because I was drinking way more than I could normally drink. I'm also addiction has like set in it's not like full-blown my life's falling apart but like it's and i'm like i'm going to the western caribbean there's no pharmacy laws down there so on our first day off the ship i go straight to a pharmacy i'm like hello sir i need a thousand dollars in oxycontin please and he's like i'm sorry we can't do that and i was like oh oh i'm sorry vicodin he's like no we can't do that and I was like, Cody? And he's like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, what can you give me that will get me <laughs> fucked up? And he's like, we have no laws on Xanax. And I was like, sweet. I will take all of that, please. Uh, fast forward. <laughs> it's now like the final night of the cruise. And throughout this entire cruise, right, I'm like working on this chick. Another college girl with a friend. Kind of wanted the friend more, but that clearly wasn't happening. She did not like me, so I was like, I can do this. But there's this other girl who's like alone. I don't know what's going on, and she's a mess the entire trip. She's not attractive. She's taking a she's weird super turn. super sloppy, right? And the whole time, me and my friend are like, no matter what, we're not doing that. And I, I had an inkling my friend was going to back down on that because he was not having success throughout the thing. So it's the last night. Start hooking up with this girl. But I took a ton of Xanax. And so we get back to her room. And she is just like slurping noodle for like an hour. Like totally unsuccessful. It was the first time that had ever happened to me in my life. And I did not know what to do. I'm just sitting there like... Between the alcohol and the Xanax, it's not happening. I'm impressed you stuck to it for like an hour. Yeah, that's dedication. I'm like seven minutes. Also, also, your perception of time when you're that fucked up, I'm sure it was a long time. It was was bad. It was like 15 whole minutes. No, it was a while. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'll eat your pussy. Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, and so I did that, and For like then I was six like, hours. I can't stay here, like, I'm ashamed, I need to go back to my room, and I go back to my room, that I'm sharing with this other dude, and I open the door, I open the door, it's pitch black, he has brought that girl back to the room, and as I'm opening the door, all I hear is, Oh, you smell so bad. <laughs> I fucking die laughing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Do you have any more to add to this story? <laughs> like a good part That's to go out on. What are you Wait, which girl was it? The sloppy the one? Sloppy one. The sloppy one? so sweaty what did she have to say it ended she walked out I started laughing similar to how I did right now except I'm in the room now and she just left sounds like there was a lot of shame going on that night also every night I would pass out to uh how to lose a guy in 10 days. I've seen that movie more than most movies I've seen because it was on the TV on repeat every single night of that cruise. <laughs> That's weird. That and then weird. I got home and I literally got off the ship and got on a plane and landed in Minneapolis and had just enough time to stop at my apartment 
load up on cocaine, go to David Bowie. <laughs> oh, David fun. Bowie that night. It was pretty sweet. That's a good ending. Unlike and at David John Bowie, had. I'm at the show. I have a Grateful Dead hoodie on. And these two, like, yuppies next to me, they're like, Grateful Dead. David Bowie. And on the other side is, like, this huge biker dude and his old lady. And he goes, hey, man, David Bowie's for everybody. <laughs> and, like, shut these people up. And it was the greatest moment ever. Oh, I love T- it. Totally episode. Amazing. David Bowie's for everybody. David Bowie's for everybody. And with that, I thank you all for joining us for yeah. another episode. Oh, you smell. You smell so <laughs> Oh, it's not stopping. It will not stop. Oh, my God. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.